Hey, friends, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to another edition of America's Town Hall. This is the place where we come and talk about what's happening in our country. We're talking about politics. We're talking about ridiculous things like mandates in our nation. Today, we're going to focus on the assault on free speech. And today, for this Wednesday edition of America's Town Hall, I've got uh, the owners and editors of The Flame. I'm so excited. Anna Kane and Nicole Orozco are here with me, and we're going to talk about the importance of protecting the First Amendment. Thanks for listening today, everybody. We'll be right back. So I'm glad you guys have joined me today. Uh, we're doing a whole bunch of really cool things with my run for Congress. One of them is just starting a brand new podcast so we can get out information to you and kind of let you know uh, what's happening because largely I have been uh, given the uh, given the, the black code of silence from the major media outlets. Apparently, there is, a, uh, there is a way that you can get onto the news and there's a way you can get banned from it. And so we just decided, hey, since we can't seem to get our message out there, we're going to do our own thing. I'm pretty sure that's how come the flame got started. There's a massive, massive attack right now happening in the United States on the First Amendment, on our right to free speech. We absolutely saw this during COVID-19, this pandemic that has been uh, handled by our governing officials in a very egregious and I would say even criminal fashion in many regards. And we've seen an incredible loss of life because we weren't allowed to have a conversation in open spaces. And we saw this on Facebook when they would take down our posts or they would delete things off of YouTube. I told a story uh, on Lars Larson quite a little bit ago, last uh, December, I think it was, talking about my experience with my parents. Both of them got vaccinated and both of my parents got COVID-19 after they were vaccinated. My dad died from the illness and my mom, uh, we were able to get her out of the hospital And I blame what's happening in the country. You know, YouTube said that was medical misinformation and took it down off of the internet. Well, uh, newsflash, that wasn't medical misinformation. That was the story of my family. It was a very, uh, it was a firsthand account. And basically what it shows you is if it doesn't uh, follow their narrative, their communist narrative, right? This this, uh, weird, bizarre uh, foray that we have taken in this country into socialism and communism in silencing voices that don't go along with the government's narrative, uh, this is a shameful time for freedom. And it's one of the reasons I'm running for Congress. It's also... One of the reasons I'm so excited to have uh, the owners and editors of The Flame on here with me today. I first saw their paper some months ago and I read the whole thing cover to cover and I was like, finally, you know, someone's someone's getting into the phrase. So uh, Anna and Nicole, welcome, you guys. I'm glad that you're here. Oh, we're glad to be here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it's time. I mean, we we need another physical paper. There's so many things online right now, and I know you guys are are feeling the same way, but I would love it if you just give listeners a little bit of a reason, because you're right here in the Pacific Northwest. You're here in Southwest Washington, and you're doing something that it really takes some chutzpah to do, and you're launching a paper when papers are dying, and people are saying, oh, a, a, a printed paper is not going to survive. You guys took a pretty big leap of faith. So tell us a little bit about The Flame. Um, So The Flame is a paper for the people, by the people. It's grassroots. It's crowdfunded. Um, And yeah, there's a stigma that um, the newspapers are dying. However, as beautiful as mainstream or as social media can be and our internet can be, it also is a hindrance on our First Amendment. If they... Our mainstream medias can be shut off. They can be turned on. You can be banned. Um, when something is in print, it 
there's nothing anybody can do about it. Um, it's there, it's written, right? So if it's written, they can read it. And so we felt like it was really, really important to break through the censorship that was happening through the internet and um, be able to give information that otherwise is not being heard. And just like your story, it's, it's crazy to think that we can no longer even share our personal experiences without it being um, censored and being called misinformation. Like your personal yeah, totally right. is your personal experience. So yeah. we just felt like it was important to be getting that information out there. And um, we started a podcast because there are uh, there's every platform, right? Um, so we want to make sure that we're touching every platform. But in in that sense, it's amazing, just like what you're doing to be able to just create your own. So I think people are coming to a place where we get comfortable and we just kind of go with the flow and, oh, we'll just do a live on Facebook or um, we'll just go online and do this and do that. And now, or, or be on other people's platforms. And now people are just getting their own. Um, just like we were kind of talking about before you went on, like if you just do video or just do audio, then you can, you know, break through some of the censorship. So all of these things people are having to do in order to break through censorship is just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Well, and the founding fathers are rolling in their graves right oh now because gosh. one of the reasons why they separated from England was to give us the opportunity to live lives uh, honestly out in the open, right? No taxation without representation. They were tired of it. And what we're seeing right now is basically that, right? Without representation, uh, we're seeing, you know, these these mandates come down from a high fascinating stuff uh, that just this last weekend, we saw the mask mandate thrown out by a federal judge, the Biden administration realizing, oh my goodness, the midterms are coming, the midterms are coming. It's like the, but it's, it's like the right of Paul Revere, right? It's the, you know, they're doing this for, for political reasons. Yeah, they're doing it for political reasons. And, and like, what are we supposed to now thank them for giving us our rights back? Like it just, right. to me, it's so crazy that people are so complicit to just go along to get along. How, how yeah. does this even happen? Um, even if, even if you agree or disagree we sh still should have that option. It should not be yeah. the government overreach is, is insane. And for people to think that it's not happening or that our government is doing things for our health and to protect us again, that common sense is, is like, just use your brains. Like McDonald's isn't good for us, but we can still do that. Um, smoking isn't good for us, but we can still buy cigarettes. Drinking isn't good for us, but we can still buy alcohol. Like if the government was really for us, then why would they allow other things yet they won't allow us to have free speech and to not walk around with the mask on our face? Yeah, it's true. When I was reading the definition of censorship off the internet, you guys are going to love this. Censorship. Is a noun. As a homeschool mom, I love it there that they're making sure we understand the part of speech, right? So the suppression or prohibition of any parts of books, films, news, etc., that are considered politically unacceptable, obscene, or a threat to security. So really what we're seeing happen in the United States right now is communism. It is 
it is censorship uh, under the guise of protecting you because it's really politically unacceptable. And this is happening on both sides of the aisle, by the way. I think it's worth I think it's worth saying that this is happening on both sides of the aisle. We're watching people clamoring for power and they're happy to shut you up as long as your opinion goes against their opinion. And we need to do everything we can to make sure that free speech in this country is not hindered. You know, we've heard that quote say, listen, I might disagree with you in this country. I might vehemently disagree with your point of view, but I'll fight to the death your right to say it. Uh, we cannot we cannot uh, abide censorship in this country. And you guys really believe that we've reached a tipping point. Why do you think that? Well, you know, we did this paper in order to reach across party lines because everybody needs to um, be able to have their own thoughts, to critically think and make their own decisions. So when we started this paper, we knew we could get to people that would never see what we see. You know, the things that we might research, the things that we might look at, the constitutional um, lessons that we have, uh, people don't know. So we put it in this paper to reach the other side. Sorry, I have laryngitis for people listening. But the the tipping point is really reaching unreached people. And I'm going to let Anna explain about her 30-30-30. Yeah, so we talk about the 30-30-30. There's um, a third of people um, who think like you and I think. Um, there's a third of people who think completely opposite. And then there's a third of the people in the middle that are, you know, just going along to get along. They're busy, right? They are, what's funny is the people who vote, the people who pay taxes in order for the world to go round are the busiest people. They're working, they have children, they're getting home, they're, you know, doing homework, bathing, dinner, all the things. And they, and our government has come to a place where there's it. There's just so much. There's so much to unpack, and it's and, and it's purposeful so that people will get lost in it and just give yeah. up and not pay attention anymore because there's too much to unpack. Um, and so really, the paper was there to reach across those party lines. So hopefully, maybe we can wake up the one third that's in the middle that's just playing along to get along when they realize that. They have way more power than they believe they have, right? Because they are the ones who are doing the bit, what I would call the busy work, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And those people who do the busy work make the world go round and they're the most important people. And, yeah, and so it's true. we need to help them along that path, right? We need to just be able to print things that make them aware and maybe think and spark something to go, hey, I should probably look at this a little bit more, right? Instead of just thinking that mainstream is is the truth or is what we should be thinking or not thinking. Um, I think it's easier for that one third in the middle to just believe what they're told. Mm-hmm. It's true. And we end up we end up in an echo chamber. I mean, the United States is a big, giant echo chamber right now. We're basically just having uh, it's almost like being in a foreign country where you're only allowed to hear the news that's coming down from on high that the government says that you can hear. And uh, and we cannot we can never let this happen in the United States. We don't silence political opponents. We get out there and we make our case. 
And here in the United States, what we've what we have stood on for generations is the right of people to declare with their voice what they believe is right and then let the chips fall where they may. But what we see happen right now, particularly from our government, we watch this happen absolutely in COVID. I mean, this is this has been happening for years, but we saw it on full display. And we can never let this happen again. One of the things that you guys are doing uh, at the flame is trying to do something different with your paper than is happening in any of the other papers. Most of the papers people would say, uh, you you know now who what's a liberal newspaper. Like we can talk about, you know, the Washington Post and the New York Times and the Seattle Times and the Oregonian. What sets you guys apart? So you're trying to do something different. If somebody were to come to you and say, yeah, but now you're just a, you're just a, you're going to be a conservative uh, echo chamber. What, what do you say? Well, one thing is we're nonpartisan and it's for critical thinking. So the thing that we do is give out papers for free. So we get donations and we're able to reach the other side that would never see it because we take the crowdfunding and we get this everywhere in gas stations, in bars, in churches, in um, everywhere, in restaurants. And so people are able to pick them up and and see what's actually happening. And I think what sets us apart is um, the paper is for the people by the people. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that mainstream media has moved. You, you, you watched the news 20 years ago and right. there was a news anchor and they were interviewing someone. Right. And, and everything was live and happening. Now it's just a news anchor. Um, covering a story, but there's no person, right? There's no person being interviewed. So our paper is written by the average person who has experienced something, seen something. Um, and so also when we are at events or whatever, we try to do lives um, and actually just talk to the people, just talk to people around. So right. we don't have, there's no narrative there. Um, we want to be grassroots. We want, um, we want people's voices to be heard and we don't want to control that. Um, and in some ways that sometimes seems scary because if we just walk up to a random person and do a live at an event, um, whatever happens, happens, but it's real. Um, and that I believe is what is missing in mainstream media is everything has an agenda. And so we think because we're not seeing on any other sides that that's just mm-hmm. that everybody thinks that way. But if you go out into your local communities and you start talking to people you will realize that way more people um, think that the government overreach is a serious problem. Yes, and, I agree. And yet mainstream media will make it seem like it, it's not an issue and people don't yeah. think it's an issue. Um, so the paper is different because it's for the people and it's by yeah. the people. And so it's powered by people. And that is where we need to bring our communities back to is back to the mm-hmm. people about God. Your so God first, your family and your communities, right? And mm-hmm. once we can get back to those places and having real conversations about mm-hmm. real issues, not issues that are made up so that we can have division, then we will be able to come together and be able to communicate things and and make change. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said grassroots because a lot of people ask me, what's the definition of a grassroots? And I I always tell them these are the ordinary people. 
You know, this is why it's so important for us to have grassroots candidates. The people that run for these political offices should be representing the places that they're from. Right. And so you, you see think, so many people. Why do you think Trump won? Trump won because he wasn't a politician, because he was a yep. businessman and he was different. And so people were willing to test him out and see what he could do because he was different. And that's mm-hmm. what it's going to take. We need to finally wake up, stop sitting on the couch and thinking that the world just goes round because it goes round and take back our country. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's really true. And I think it's the rise of the citizen statesmen. You know, this is something that we've been talking about here uh, at my campaign for the last year and a half is just saying, you know, we need to have ordinary people like what you guys are saying, uh, regular people who know what it's, who understand the issues on the ground because they're living them, start putting out papers and start uh, and start running for office from our school boards to the state offices to the federal offices, these should be run by citizen statesmen who actually care about their communities and want to step in and and see good change happen because it actually can happen, whether it's advocating for a cause or protesting a policy around, you know, rallying around a particular candidate, uh, a grassroots effort mobilizes people to turn out and vote and to get involved and to start telling the truth. And uh, one of the things that- Um, is there's actually a lot of candidates who are running for office. Um, We will not endorse a candidate, but we encourage um, candidates to write articles based on topics that are important um, to get their name out. And so that also is something that's important to us. I mean, obviously, we want to talk about, you know, local issues or even, you know, statewide issues, countrywide issues. We are a national paper. But um, I think it's important for candidates to be writing on topics to get their name out there, to have the average person that is going to vote see them. Um, and so, yeah, we're we're excited about um, the next uh, election um, time because I think um, we are we're, I think, pretty heavily involved here in Snohomish County with that. So, yeah, yeah. Well, in you know, Washington state's on fire. <laughs> so, Washington State is the breeding ground yes. of government overreach and yep. whether a policy will survive or not survive. Um, and through doing the paper and talking to people like you and the average person, we can see that we are the breeding ground. We're, yeah. we're the mother ground of whether um, their overreach is going to work or not work. Yeah, no, it's true. How many uh, how many papers you guys giving out right now? Oh, 200 and like 20,000 um, in the last four months. I love it. I love it. And where can people find? So if they want to get involved and they want to subscribe and they want to crowdsource you and, and help you get out news that is being squashed on other platforms, how do they do that? So they would go to theflameusa.com. Um, and on our website, we encourage people to donate. When they donate, um, their funds go to printing free papers. Um, you can also subscribe to get monthly copies. And our subscription model's a little bit different. Um, when you subscribe, you subscribe for three to 300 papers a month. And the reason that is, is that we encourage people um, to get 300 copies in order to um, pass them out in their communities. Um, 
I know some people are like, well, what if I don't want to be a paper boy or a paper girl? Like, well, what if you want your freedom or you don't? So um, <laughs> if, if somebody wants to subscribe, please subscribe to multiple copies and give them out to every single person you know. Um, you can also then um, volunteer. So we are looking for um, personal assistance. That would be amazing. Um, we're looking for a marketing specialist, a media specialist. Um, those are volunteer positions. So if anybody has any of those skills, um, please um, send us an email and let us know. Also, we have a place for writers. So um, if somebody would like to write an article on something that's happening, then um, we take that into consideration for um, submission. And yeah, that's where we're at. We also started a podcast. So um, we do podcasts on Wednesdays. And um, so those also are on our website at theflameusa.com. That's awesome. And you guys are really, I mean, you really are taking this this bull by the horn. So I'm really proud of you, excited. I actually think freedom is rising. It's rising here in Washington State for sure. And if we can, I believe, you know, Washington State's really the tip of the spear for a lot of the stuff that's happening in our country right now, what is so devastating uh, because we have literally just sat back and watched these people take our freedom. And uh, we're, you know, we've we've been held hostage by YouTube. We're held hostage by Google. We're held hostage by our newspapers, voices that they don't want to have out there. Uh, they just will silence these voices. So good on you guys for doing this. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I mean, honestly, I think um, you're... You're one of my heroes. Uh, I know I probably said this earlier, but um, watching your live videos out of the minivan um, was really encouraging <laughs> to me because God spoke to me a long time ago that I would do social media influencing and write short stories. Um, neither things I am good at. And um, I always thought, no, I can't do that. And then I, w- I watched your videos. I don't know. It seems like three years four years. And I'm like, maybe I can. I mean, she's cool. She's cool. So (laughs) you for everything you're doing and you're running. So that is even more amazing. Well, thank you. Well, I, I've been, you know, like you guys know, just following politics here in Washington for a long, long time. I've been going back and forth to Olympia, back and forth to Washington, D.C. I've got a picture in my library of me with Maria Cantwell holding a little girl in my arm who's driving my minivan now. Yeah. And we're watching these problems in our country get worse and worse and worse. We've got to get away from this idea of having career politicians and start to see regular citizens they're the ones that should be telling the truth about what's happening in their communities yeah. because they're the ones who are living through it. We're the ones who are living with the repercussions of bad leadership. And we've got bad leadership in our papers, bad leadership in social media, bad leadership in government, bad leadership in the schools, and we can actually change it. And you guys are standing out ahead of that. And it's exciting to see. And we're going to do everything we can to help you get your voice out there. And uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing what you guys can do. What's your website? One more time so people can find you. It's the flameusa.com. And such a time as this, everybody needs to um, put on the armor of God and um, run and run into this war and do everything that you possibly can to make a difference in, in your own households and in your communities. And never forget, never forget. What yeah. just happened? Yeah, we can never let this happen again. I know I've said it many times here. We just lived through two and a half years where the government actually had the audacity to tell us who was essential and who wasn't. Oh, no, no, no. That's never happening again. I think it caught a lot of people off guard, but we're awake now. We can never let this happen again. And I think uh, free speech is alive and well over at the flame. Thank you guys for coming on the show and I'll catch up with you again. 
in the next couple of months and we'll see how it's going. I wish you guys all the best. Thank you. You guys, for more information on The Flame, I will link back to them in the show notes today. And I just want to encourage you to do exactly what they said. Subscribe, get yourself 300 copies and take it to your church, to your favorite restaurant, to the gas station down the street and see if you can leave 10 or 15 copies. That's what they're trying to get you to do. And frankly, you guys, that's how this started a long time ago. We just got away from it. Time to get back to it. Same thing is true in local politics. You guys find out about my run for Congress at Heidi St. John for Congress. It is time to see it. The citizen statesman take his and her place uh, in the culture. And I think together, we put our heads together and our hearts together and our hands together. And I think we can't turn this ship around. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll see you back here again real soon.